Morning, Betty. Happy Christmas to you. Thank you. Isn't it good? Celebrate Christmas. God has been so good to us. I'm going to pray. Father, we just want to give you thanks for your grace, for your mercy, for joy, for peace. All those things we associate with Christmas because you have given us a gift so precious, so wonderful, your own son. And I pray that this morning you just remind us again that of just what you've done for us through your son at Christmas time, and Father, that we would go away with our hearts filled with joy, your joy, the joy of your spirit. I pray that your spirit would be upon us and blessing us and guiding us and just doing all those wonderful things you love to do in our lives today as we gather with families, that you would be in our hearts, warming our hearts on a warm day with your life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read through Luke chapter 2 this morning. We're just going to work our way through it, talk about exactly what happened on Christmas Day. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. The census, what happened is the people had to go, but generally just the household heads, so the, the man of the house had to go and register his name, his occupation, his property, who was in his family. And uh, so as such, Mary didn't need to go to Bethlehem. But Joseph probably took her because he knew that the baby would soon be born. And it was really important that they went to Bethlehem because God had prophesied, had told the prophets, the Son of God, the Messiah, was going to be born in Bethlehem. So God arranged for a census. Actually, it wasn't Caesar Augustus after all. Isn't that cool? God knew what he was doing. Hey, who's in, who's in charge of the organisation of the governments of the world. God is. Isn't that good to know? He's ruling, he's all-powerful. It's good to know he's all-powerful, but you know what? It's even better to know that he's all-powerful and he's good. He's good to us. Because what he was planning was to bring his good purposes for the people he loved. His plans. So just know that today he has a purpose for your life. And it's a good purpose. It means if you've got a purpose, you've got a point, you've got meaning. Yeah? That's good, isn't it? And he's powerful. So he will bring about those purposes. Even if it involves government and laws and whatever else God has to do, he's doing what he has to do. It's a good purpose. You are in his plan. Just to jump forward to Galatians 4.4, I... Forgot to tell Emily to put that up. But in Galatians 4 4, Paul says this When the time had fully come, in other words, when the time was just right, just right in God's time, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. In God's perfect timing, just the right time, 
He sent his son, born of Mary, born under the law to redeem the law. In other words, born under the problem with the law had always been everybody was condemned by the law. But he brought to save us from the condemnation of the law by by dying on the cross as such. But the law, you see, Adam and Eve broke the law, didn't they, in the garden? And when they broke the law, there was a, a promise made actually to the snake, to the serpent. God made a promise. He said this, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Jesus was promised right back when the sin began, when sin became, because sin was disobedience to the law, God made a promise, this serpent, this devil, this evil is going to be crushed by my son who I send. And now in Bethlehem, what you've got is the right time. God has sent his son, born of a woman, and this is the one who's going to crush the serpent's head. He is going to restore his people through this to be full rights, to the full rights of the heirs, the sons and daughters of the living God. Can you understand? What this promise that was made of the baby born in Bethlehem is in chapter 3 of Genesis. It has been God's plan right from the start to bring to fulfilment his plan for his family, for sons and daughters to be gathered and to be his people forever. Fully restored, the law, the condemnation of the law has no hold on us. We have been redeemed through Jesus. Hey, isn't it good to be sons and daughters of the living God? Yeah. Has he done it fully or is it kind of like just a half done job? Huh? Fully. Get this? Fully sons and daughters of the living God already redeemed. That's the confidence we have through Christmas time. Isn't that good? So, the birth of Jesus, God's son. So, verse 5, sorry, back to Luke chapter 2. He, that's Joseph, went there to register with Mary, who was pleased to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Obviously, well, it seems like because there was a census, there was lots of people, there was no accommodation, so they had to stay in a stable. And that's where the birth of the Son of God happened. In a lonely place, actually. In obscurity. You could even say in poverty. Yeah. He, out of the way. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8, 7, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich... Yet for his sakes, he sorry. Yet for your sakes, he became poor, so that so that you through his poverty might become rich. I read that again because I didn't read it very well. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Hey, rich people, rich people in Christ. We got it. Excellent. You see, in one sense, his birth happened without 
a lot of fanfare. There's going to be some in a minute, but what I'm saying is that if you'd have been them, you just they're in a stable. Joseph probably, I think young men back then probably knew how to do births. He, he was there. But God appeared to lowly people. His son was born saviour to lowly people. And you've, you've got to really wonder what was going on in Mary and Joseph's mind, hey? Mary had had, well, she had an angel talk to her before she was pregnant. This was about 10 months ago. And then there was, and then she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth and there was a bit of excitement. She was there for a while. But now it had been kind of six months. And then she'd been on a journey, heavily pregnant. Or, yeah. And then she's having a baby in a barn or in a stable. She had to be wondering, didn't she? And then God sent some strange witnesses to encourage her. Shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. These shepherds, again, the lowly people, the normal people, the workers, they're out in their fields looking after their sheep. Even, I mean, they even had to work on Christmas Eve. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, okay. There was no Christmas. That was the same as they did every night out in their fields. And suddenly the heavens are opened up. Glory shines around and an angel speaks to them and they are terrified. The angel says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news, great joy for all the people today in the town of David, David the great king. A saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Biggest announcement in history just got made. That was the biggest news flash ever. Hear that? To who? A few obscure shepherds. Because you see, so much of the work of the kingdom happens in obscurity. The kingdom work of God happens in small conversations, small people, normal people, lowly people, without fanfare, beneath the surface, the real action of God. God is about his business through people such as you and me. Do you understand that? Not glorious people, not where there's TV cameras shining on us, where small conversations, small actions, small things happen through normal people and all of the power and the glory of the kingdom of God is there. Through us. You hear that? That's good news, isn't it? Even in St. George. Do you know what? Do you ever wonder? I, I, I thought this the other day, strange thing. You know there's this thing on your, on your Google, it's called Wiki, Wiki, Wikipedia. You heard of that? You've all heard of it, right. I haven't tried this actually, but I'm pretty sure there's no entry on me. Or is there? Or is <laughs> there? better not be now. <laughs> no, no entry on us. 
I don't, I don't know. Is there anyone here with an entry on Wikipedia that you know about? I mean, there's heaps of people on there. How obscure do you got to be to not make it even to that? That's good. Isn't it good? Isn't it good? Everybody in St George knows us, I guess. That's sort of fame. <laughs> but you see, here, in an obscure people who the world will never glorify or lift up, here is all of the power and the glory of the kingdom of God worked out through us. Now that's awesome, isn't it? So we don't have to have these lofty desires to change the world and everybody, you know, recognise us, that we live forever, fame, that song, you know, when we're walking down the street. No, in these jars of clay, Paul says, in these normal vessels, in these cracked pots, not cracked pots, but cracked pots, right? <laughs> okay, well, cracked pots to some people. In an obscure people, I'll say it again, in this world, all of the glory of the revelation of God. Because if you're excited about the Son of God being born, you are, you're, you're a strange people in this world. And yet, by the, when, when we, by the Holy Spirit, hear this message of the Son of God being born, being born we are so excited. It is so good, isn't it? That's what we need. And it is more wonderful than anything else in the world. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's worked out in us to the glory of God. But I want to say this, it's good to be a shepherd. Yeah. And I want to encourage you with this. As normal people in this world, there might be a lot more angels at work around you than you'll ever know. God is at work around you. So the angel gives an announcement, a sign. This is a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Obviously, a manger was not the normal place you find a baby. That's an animal's hay trough. And this baby will be the saviour. A saviour of the world. And... um, it's funny when you think about the shepherds they got this little glimpse angels appeared they went and saw this baby and then they probably never saw him again and all their lives they must have wondered when's this going to work out well for about the next 30 years they might have wondered but they knew there is one who's going to save save us I mean the angels appeared they didn't need um they didn't need a second to hear it a second time. They just had such an assurance. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. God is glorious. All glory belongs to God. He is the great God. He is the one true God. And this great true one ruler of all his favor has rested on us get that the god of all glory his favor has rested on you now that's good isn't it yeah 
Amen, Anne-Marie. It is really good. His favour has rested on us. What does that mean? It means that we can have peace in this world. The deepest of peace. All is well. We can sleep at night. We do not need to build ourselves or throw ourselves out of obscurity. I'll say that word again. We, need, we actually have no need to make a name for ourselves in this world because he has given us a name. Yes, yeah, sons and daughters of the living God, as if that's not enough. We don't have to make ourselves popular because we are under the favour of the Most High God. And that favour is not just like, oh, I like you and I'll stay liking you. This is one where he jealously and full-time works for our good all of our days. Yeah? Always with his burning love upon us, that sort of favour. Not the sort of favour, this is the favour of a, a protective dad who's just holding his new baby. He says, you know, come here, I'll kill him and I'm going to work all my life to bring these up right, you know what I mean? He absolutely, burningly works for us and he loves us. You're under the favour of God. You hear that this morning? Yep. That's very dramatic. <laughs> so, the angels leave, the, leave their sheep. I think they're comfortable that their sheep will be safe. There's a multitude of angels standing around. They're probably thinking sheep will be good. And when the angels have left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. They went and found Jesus. And their lives were never the same. And they actually became witnesses... They went and told everybody to the glory and the salvation of, the God, of God. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. The shepherds were excited. They told everybody. And the people that they told were amazed. This is more than your average story. You should have seen what happened to us last night. I'm sure some thought they were crazy shepherds. I'm sure some would have believed them. But in any case, God was on the scene bringing his salvation. God was in action. Interesting also, it says, the shepherds told Mary about the angels. The shepherds told Mary what had happened and she treasured that in her heart. They actually brought to her an encouragement. Isn't that cool? And she pondered on these things. In other words, she thought about them. She meditated on them. She couldn't stop thinking about what does it mean that one has been born who is the saviour of the world. So, do that today treasure Jesus in your heart just do you know what I mean Can you hold him to yourself think on him, ponder on him be in love with him today because through him has come your salvation through him that salvation has brought you to a status where you are treasured by the living God 
his own sons and daughters. Just let that knowledge of his favour resting on you change you. Let it let it cook. You know what I mean? Like a cake goes in the oven and it cooks. Let it cook in your life and work out and, and don't stop thinking about it. Treasure him in your heart because salvation's come to you. You're redeemed through Jesus Christ. You're his child through Jesus Christ. And bear witness to this treasure. And more importantly, like the shepherds, go from here today glorifying and praising God for all these things like they did. Go away excited about Jesus. Love your time with your families today. Enjoy the poor Christ. It's going to be good if you're having a poor Christ. We are. And in your hearts, treasure Jesus. Because as you're treasuring him, all of life is good. And I pray that for each one of you, the peace of God that comes through Jesus Christ will just well up in you and overflow to eternal life. We're going to sing again. And as we sing, just let the Spirit of God come to you and encourage you with all the fullness that he has for you.